welcome to this week's Coffee Break. Today I'm joined by Kath Sadler-Smith, a Knowledge Director in our employment team. We have looked in our previous podcast at some of the key issues employers for 2021 around Brexit, immigration and IR35. Today we wanted to focus on some of the more practical risk areas for managers that businesses must be careful not to overlook. Kath, over the past few weeks we have seen a number of queries where employees have raised concerns to management over COVID-19 safety measures. Is there a price for employers if they ignore these concerns? Yes, absolutely. There's a significant risk for businesses if the concerns are ignored. Um, Firstly, if they're well-founded, an important first step is for the employer to act on the issues raised and to avoid any legal liability for breaching health and safety requirements. And this would include things like revisiting the measures they have in place. So do the health and safety guidelines need to be tightened up or is more training needed? Um, Concerns raised could also be disclosures protected by whistleblowing legislation where they're in the public interest. And um, the courts have interpreted this fairly widely. And if a disclosure is protected, an employee can't be subjected to a detriment. So that would include things like being overlooked for promotion and taking off a project or dismissed for raising their concerns. And it's important to remember there's no cap on unfair dismissal compensation in these cases. So managers need to be able to spot where disclosure is made and also to know how to deal with it appropriately under the relevant policy. Great. And furlough fraud, that's another area where employees have been speaking up. Yes, and um, likewise, disclosures in this area can be protected. Um, HMRC has set up a helpline for individuals to report abuse of the furlough scheme, and it's now naming employers using the grants to provide some greater transparency. Essentially, they're raising the stakes in their crackdown on any abuse. We've also seen a recent increase in queries around flexible working requests employees perhaps preempting the end of working from home arrangements. Are there any red flag issues here? Whilst we've seen noises around legislation bringing flexible working for all, and there could be some movement on this in 2021, at the moment only those with 26 weeks service can make a statutory request. Once you've got a statutory request, the employer's got to deal with this in a reasonable manner, but they can ultimately reject it on a number of business grounds. But there are some things to watch out for here. Um, Employees wishing to work flexibly could feel that they've already proved it's possible. So putting the business case to the contrary is going to have to be done quite carefully and sensitively. And this is an area where discrimination issues could arise. So consistency across the team is important, as is um, carefully considering each individual case. We've also raised previously, haven't we, the wider legal and tax risks that arise where you've got an employee who wants to work from overseas. And that in particular has to be quite carefully managed. Finally, there's been a lot in the media around long COVID. Is this a concern and something which businesses can prepare for? Yes, we touched on vaccines last week and the hope that there's now some light at the end of the tunnel. But even with this, it's still important not to lose sight of those individuals who are suffering longer term impacts from COVID. And this could include new joiners to a business. So um, it's going to be important the managers are up to speed on dealing with both short-term 
and long-term sickness absence. And do you think long COVID might be protected as a disability under the Equality Act? Possibly, yes, because a disability for Equality Act purposes is a physical or mental impairment that has a substantial and long-term adverse effects on the employee's ability to carry out their normal day-to-day activities. And here, long-term means a condition that's lasted for 12 months, or you can show that it's likely to last for at least 12 months at the point at which um, the allegation of discrimination is made. So a condition um, will still be considered long-term if the effects come and go, for example, they fluctuate and then reoccur. So this is an area to watch for sure. And it's important to note the conditions which might be considered similar um, to COVID have been upheld as disabilities in the past. And this, of course, then triggers the obligation to make reasonable adjustments and um, not to otherwise put the employee at a disadvantage. Thanks, Kath. And just on that, mental health is another area where I've seen there's an increasing concern about the impact of the pandemic having a a long-lasting impact. Yes, that's absolutely right. The pandemic's naturally made people more anxious. And while some will simply bounce back, there are real concerns on the longer-term impact for others. So an employer's got to take each individual employee's situation and look at it very carefully. And if there is support required, make sure that that's put in place. Thanks, Kath. So the real message I'm getting here is that training is going to be key for managers, making sure that they are up to speed on the legal issues and take the right steps to manage those issues that do arise. Um, Many thanks for listening today. That was our last Coffee Break podcast for 2020. But we hope you will join us in 2021 when we continue to explore the employment law issues and challenges facing organisations.